Hello again, everyone. This is Therapeutic Counseling Podcast, and I am Carolyn Smith Mormon, a licensed professional counselor here in the Dallas, Texas area. Today, our podcast is on a subject that I find very important. It is called You Are Enough. Let me say that again so that you really, really hear this. You are enough. You know, I believe that. You are enough. I am enough. Just as we are. Just as you were made to be, it's the same for me. No matter what we do every day, we start out the day by being enough. I want to be clear about what that means and what it might not mean. When I say that you are enough, that doesn't mean that throughout the day you're not going to be measured or judged and you may not feel enough, but indeed you are enough. It doesn't mean that you you have worked long enough or tried hard enough or presented your case well enough. It's simply who you are. The you that you are is enough. You don't have to be more. You don't have to do more. You don't have to buy more. You just are enough. That's what I mean when I say you are enough. Now that doesn't mean that you are a final product all completed and finished and packed up and ready to go and you and that you don't have to do anything forevermore. You are enough does not mean that you get to be all powerful and perfect either. You are enough does not mean that you are everything to everyone. It just simply means you were made perfectly and you can't change that and other people can't change that. You are enough. You are enough doesn't mean that you're flawless or that you're never going to make mistakes because we're all going to make mistakes. That's what life is all about. Learning and failing and making mistakes and getting up and trying it again and learning from that. I saw this uh, poem called You Are Enough and it was written by a woman named Anne, Anne Peterson and I liked it. I wanted to share it with you. I know you are tired standing next to measuring sticks and not reaching high enough and not being enough. But may I tell you something? You're using the wrong tools. I never chose those methods. Those are not my ways. I don't care what the world is telling you, how what you do defines who you are, how what you own reflects your worth. No, no, my child, no a thousand times. You see, you are a person of worth, not for what you do, not for how you look, not for what you own, not even for who you know. I don't use the tools the world uses. They are of no value to me. You are a person of worth. I take delight in you. I value you. Not only sometimes, not when you lose a few pounds or you get a raise or accomplish something that makes the whole world clap. Today, now, you are valued, you are precious, 
and you are enough. Now, Ann Peterson wrote that she imagined that that poem was what God would say to her. I really liked it. You know, to convince yourself that you are enough, here are some things you might try doing. Let go of the approval of other people. The only person that you need to approve of yourself is yourself. If you can start working there to feel better about yourself, to have a higher self-worth and self-esteem, that's that's the very first person and really the most important person that needs to approve of you. The rest, you know, what other people think of us, it's really not our business. Another thing you can do to work on understanding that you are enough is go out and be your best self every day. So that means that this day when I go into work at my job as a counselor, a therapist, I'm going to do the very best work I can do. I'm going to keep up with all the newest research. I'm going to go to classes and workshops and and try to be the best little therapist and counselor I can be. But I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Some people will come and see me once and go away and make their decisions. Mm, I'm not going there again. Some people will come and see me ongoing because I am their cup of tea. All I can do is go out and be my best self every day. Because remember, I told you at the beginning of this podcast, you are enough and I am enough just because. Another way to help you with this you are enough concept is stop comparing yourself to other people. I learned a very long time ago, there will always be someone out there smarter than I am. There will always be someone out there better looking than I am, thinner than I am, happier than I am, richer than I am. Oh, you name it. And and they'll be there. But you just focus on being the best you possible. One thing that I started doing a long time ago, and I'm not good about keeping it up, but when I get in a down and out mood, I start taking it up again and it really helps me, is keeping a gratitude journal. That will help you start to realize that who you are is enough. No matter how upsetting and difficult your day is, At the end of the day, try to come up with three to five things that you're really grateful for. And what I used to challenge myself is you don't get to repeat any of them. So that made you during the day, you really were scanning your day to think, okay, I got to write my gratitude journal later on. So what am I grateful for? You know, and it might be just as simple as, okay, I got in my car and went to work or I kept the kids alive today or I had a great cup of coffee. It could be simple. It doesn't have to be big. Big is good too, though. Another thing to work on to help you understand that you are enough, surround yourself with people who truly love you. Again, it doesn't have to be tons of people, but if you're lucky enough to have one or two true cheerleaders in your life, let them love on you. Let them work on convincing you 
that you are enough, that you are truly wonderful. Find your cheerleaders. Another way to help you is when you feel unworthy and you don't feel that you're enough, remember your situation is not your identity. If you've lost your job, that's not who you are. That's a situation. If you don't know if you can pay your rent, that's not who you are. You're not a loser. That's your situation. Try reinterpreting or reframing the things that happen to you in life. Challenge yourself to look at what's going on in your life and flip it around if you can and see, can I make this better than I'm currently making it? Because anything in your life that starts to wear down on you and make you believe that you aren't enough, trust me, reach out to somebody to help you reinterpret and reframe what's going on so that you can go back to understanding that you are enough. You know, your mind can be a very convincing liar. I saw a quote once that said, don't believe everything you think. That quote completely altered the way I react when a cruel or discouraging or disparaging thought goes through my mind. You see, thoughts are just thoughts. They are not real. And it's awfully unhealthy and can wear us out to give power to the negative ones. And by the way, if you're going to give power to the negative ones, why not give power to the positive ones about yourself? Focus on your progress, <coughs> excuse me, rather than your perfection and on how far you've come rather than how far you're left to go. Unfortunately, so many young people in their 20s and 30s, when they come to see me in my practice, they're hard on themselves. They're beating up on themselves. And I just remind them, <coughs> I'm so sorry, excuse me. You are a work in progress. You're like a masterpiece being painted. And that doesn't happen in one day. It can take a long time to be as perfect as you can possibly be. I know I'm still working on it and I'm 62. I'm nowhere near finished, but I still know that I'm enough. <clears throat> so where did we get this idea that we aren't good enough? I did a little research in uh, a Psychology Today um, article, and here's what it said. <clears throat> now let's take some examples of dysfunctional families and start with, say, the alcoholic family. A child does not understand why the alcoholic parent is sometimes here for them and sometimes not depending on the substance usage. In abusive families or families with domestic violence, the child does not understand why the adults are acting in these horrible ways and not seeming to tune in to how that might affect their children. So given that the child's goal is to be loved and cared for, the child learns at a very young age to try to fix the adults around them. They don't do this consciously, of course, 
But many of us started at a very young age believing, if I could be a better kid, my mom would be happier. If I could be a better kid, my dad wouldn't come home drunk. We start to learn this way of thinking and it starts to wear down that idea that we are good enough, that we don't have to do any of those things to be good enough. <clears throat> and just because you're all grown up, it doesn't mean that dysfunction goes away. It doesn't mean that you haven't internalized that message and that it's cleared away. We parent ourselves in the same manner that we were parented. Did you know that's what you're doing when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s? And you're slowly, daily reparenting yourself. Now, some of the parenting you had was quite good or at least good enough. And so that's how you talk to yourself. That's how you treat yourself. But some of us maybe didn't have good enough parenting. Maybe we came from neglect or some abuse or addictions in our family of origin. And so the way that we parent ourselves it's harsh and it's uh, not loving, not empathetic because we didn't get that message in our families of origin. We have this negative message that we learned from our family of origin. I couldn't fix that situation with my parents, so I must not be good enough. This remains a strong message in our mind. The parent does not have to even say these words ever to the child, but the child internalizes that if they come into this world of chaos and dysfunction, their internalized message is often, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. So I want to make sure that you understand that my podcast isn't made to promote my counseling business. My podcast is to remind you that if you find yourself stuck in some of these patterns and behaviors that we've discussed in this episode and other episodes, the, the patterns that keep you stuck and unable to find new patterns of behavior, we can start some of this process of healing with no one's help but our own by becoming more mindful, by journaling, by having good friends who know how to give us sage advice, by reading books articles, but sometimes we just might need to find somebody who's trained to help us become unstuck. That's when you might consider finding a therapist or a counselor or a life coach, a pastoral counselor at church, a minister, a priest, a rabbi, or some member of a religious organization. You do not have to stay stuck thinking that you aren't enough. If you find yourself pushing back on this idea that you truly are enough, just as you are, then it might be time to go and see someone to help you become unstuck from that behavior and, and those patterns of thinking. Today, um, I got this little message from Headspace, which is my meditation app. And it said something I wanted to end the podcast with. We don't need to change the mind. We just need to be at ease with our mind. And when we do, we find all the things that we wanted, 
are already there. So remember, you are enough, just exactly as you are. Thank you for listening to Therapeutic Counseling. I want to ask you, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. I'm not asking for your donations. I'm not asking for your financial help. This is my giving back to the world in some small way. But I would ask, could you share it with someone else, please? And ask them to subscribe. I'm on Apple and Spotify and several other platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your feedback. I appreciate you and I wish you good mental health. Until the next time, bye-bye.